Hello, future Lakers. Welcome to a brand new start. I'm your host, Kyle Anderson, graduate and post-degree student recruitment officer at Nipissing University. On today's episode, we'll be talking to current student Emily Dawson, a teaching candidate in the Bachelor of Education program, which is part of Nipissing's renowned Schulich School of Education. We'll talk about Emily's courses, classmates, professors, and assignments. We'll also discuss the program's practicum requirements, which includes 19 weeks of classroom placement experience with our 50-plus school board partners across Ontario. So wherever you're listening from today, whether it's while working, relaxing, or lesson planning, I hope you enjoy. Please welcome to the podcast, Emily Dawson. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I understand that uh, you work on residence or in the residence buildings on campus. Um, You've been there for a while. Do you want to tell me a bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So during the summer right now, I'm working as a summer dawn, um, but I have been like a regular residence dawn during the school year for my second, third and fourth year of undergrad. Um, And yeah, it's just it's the best job. I honestly love it there. I've met so many people. I met my partner, met all my best friends like through residence. So yeah, I, I'm happy that I can stay up here and work during the summer. So Yeah, absolutely. And residence is definitely a nice little microcosm yeah. of how like, tight-knit the entire campus mm-hmm. community is, eh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're here today to talk about the B.Ed. program. Um, before we do, though, you did have uh, or did complete your undergrad degree at Nipissing as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where you're from, your academic journey, just how you ended up in North Bay and at Nipissing? Yeah, for sure. So I'm from a small town outside of Ottawa called Armprior. And it's my high school was maybe 400 people. So uh, when I was doing university tours, I knew that I needed a small school for Mm -hmm. me. Um, And so I was kind of between a few and really nipissing. It was the residences, like having your own bedroom and a full kitchen, like made a huge difference and the small class sizes too. So I uh, came to Nipissing for a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, and I wasn't in the concurrent education program. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do after my undergrad degree, Um, so I was sort of deciding between going away to grad school or doing teacher's college, and then once I was done my four years, I knew I wasn't done with Nipissing. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to stay here. My heart's here. tends to be the case with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, that's how I ended up in the Bachelor of Education program. Awesome. That's great. And you're now and you've completed your first year in the program so far? I have, yeah. And I'm going into my second year in September. Awesome. So do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, maybe what the BA courses are like compared to the undergrad? What's it like uh, in the program? Yeah. So with my undergrad, especially in third and fourth year, I had a lot of choice in what I was taking. Once you get to third and fourth year, it's all like electives or, mm-hmm. or different things that you want to take. With the BA program, a lot of the courses are given to you, which mm-hmm. is kind of helpful because you are like told what's important to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're in first year, you get all your courses given to you. I've, t- I've taken some, obviously my teachables. So mm-hmm. my teachables are French and social science. Yeah. So I had French and social science courses. And then um, we took things like classroom management, mm-hmm. legal and social studies, which are like important to, mm-hmm. for everyone to take. So yeah, uh, that, that was the, diff- the main difference. Yeah, pedagogical courses, I yeah. guess is the word, yeah. right? And some <laughs> students, you're going to get used to hearing that. Pedagogy is mm-hmm. a big part. And I know some students, they're a little confused, or um, prospective students, people who are applying to a B.Ed., they always ask me, like, what type of English or what type of history or what type of science when they're talking about their teachables? Like, what type of, like, what are we learning in those courses? 
from what I've heard from students, it's more about how to teach those subjects to students, yeah. right? So can you kind of explain that a little bit, what it's like um, mm-hmm. learning how to teach these things to other people? Yeah, so um, they really expect you, obviously, if I did my undergrad in psychology, so my social science course, they assume I already know a lot about like social science in general right. and my I did a minor in French as well yeah. so that's why my other teachable is French um so they sort of expect you to know the actual content already and it's more about different strategies like a lot of it's really great because a lot of the professors are past elementary right. or high school teachers right so they have really good like lesson plans or activities or different mm-hmm. ideas that they'll share with you about like how to teach the subject. So French is like a very like interesting one, especially because you have a wide variety of students taking that sort of course, like ones that are being forced to take it and ones (laughs) that speak French at home with their family. So it's all about like how to reach the different levels of students and like even the different ages. So yeah, yeah, that's... No, that's, that's great. Like. And you mentioned the professors, which is a, a good segue. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any that you've, you know, made a strong connection with or have left a big impression on you so far? Yeah, well, a funny thing is actually, um, and I think it sort of describes how close-knit like Nipissing and North Bay in general is, mm-hmm. is one of my professors is one of my friend's fathers that okay. I met when yeah. I was here. Yeah. So <laughs> he was my legal and social studies uh professor and I don't think he knew who I was until like later in the course right but he was he's you can tell that he's passionate about like (laughs) legal like legal systems within education and Mm -hmm. like international education too so that was really interesting all my professors have been so kind especially when it came to placements yeah we would right before we left for placement I had professors like giving me their phone numbers to be like text me if you need to run by a lesson plan like a lesson plan by me or if you need to like if you're having a hard day like yeah. a tough time or you need a classroom management tip or something like and I still have the contact information so right. I've have a lot of like close connections with teachers like that no absolutely it's great and I I know um I mean similar to you you mentioned uh off air anyway before we started that you have friends that have been in the program too yeah uh, I've had plenty of friends um that were in the program and have already graduated and they say there's connection with the profs like that continues well after you've graduated yeah. too it's great for networking helping you find jobs in the future yep. um how to prepare for interviews at school boards things yes. like that yeah so is there you know speaking of preparing for interviews is there any other type of resources maybe within the b ed program outside of the classroom that uh, students could take advantage of clubs that sort of thing yeah for sure so the one that i'm a part of is called the teacher candidate advisory committee or mm-hmm. the tcac yeah um and we're a group of students that sort of represent the bachelor of education student body as a whole mm-hmm. so we attend faculty meetings and sort of speak on the student's behalf if like they brought yeah. up concerns or have questions and things we also give feedback to the faculty which is really I think a a cool thing that we get to do is like they genuinely are asking for our feedback on Mm -hmm. like electives or course delivery things like that so that's sort of the TCAC we also have the education society Mm -hmm. um, which is more of the social aspect and they they get to bring together the Bachelor of Education students, they do a lot of like events where you get to meet the other students. So Mm -hmm. I know they did. Obviously, this year it was a bit harder to do in-person activities, but we had um, a lot of online trivia events. They're hoping to do like a welcome back barbecue in September as well. That's kind of in the works. So Mm -hmm. that's the... 
the Education Society, yeah. which is really awesome. And then we, of course, have the practicum office. Right, yeah. Which deals with all things practicum and placements and stuff, and they're definitely a good resource. Um, my first, anytime I have a question about practicum or the program, my first thought is to go to the practicum office because mm-hmm. even if they don't have the answer, they know how to connect you to yeah. like the other places like if it's if they want if it's easier to talk to your professor they'll they'll recommend you do that mm-hmm. or if it's more of like a registrar issue they'll send you there so yeah. that's that's always a good resource to reach out to as well but yeah great and speaking of practicum yeah uh, how have your practicum weeks been for those listening um, there are 19 weeks of classroom placement that you're going to have over the two years in the program and you've completed eight, eight weeks so, so far. far. Yeah. So how have those been? Yeah. So I had four in like October, November, and then mm-hmm. four again in uh, February, March. Mm-hmm. Um, and in first year, you have the same placement for yep. the whole year, unless there's obviously like an issue or something. But mm-hmm. um, I was in a grade seven, eight French immersion classroom. Oh, that's fun. Um, which I was very nervous for because <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not one of those students who speaks French at home or is fluent in it by any means, but um, I think it was really helped me break out of my shell a bit. And Mm -hmm. it was more of a challenge, which was really nice. Um, They really pair you up well with um, your associate teacher, your Mm -hmm. AT, which is the teacher you shadow. Um, And yeah, like I learned so much from her and she has had like teacher candidates with her before so Mm -hmm. she knew like she wanted to include me in absolutely everything she was like here's how I organize my agenda here's how I like use my prep time like here's what you do if there's a fight on the schoolyard at recess so it was yeah it was it's good that they they um, carry you up that way right and do they communicate too with the professors in the program the the practicum office I'm not sure how much communication is between the associate teacher and the school itself, but we also have a faculty advisor oh, right. yep. who's sort of like a liaison between the associate teacher and the um, practicum office right, and right. stuff. So they're just there as sort of like a third party if I, for some reason, had issues in the practicum mm-hmm. experience or just needed a second opinion on something. Yeah. So my faculty advisor was actually a retired principal from my home school board. Oh, awesome. So that was really nice. Yeah, she. Nice. Um, yeah, she was very helpful. She had some like uh, some of her own tips from like administrative perspective too. So that was good. Awesome. Yeah. And how was the process of um, getting your placement? You rank your top three school boards. Is that correct? And yeah. the, the practicum office places you. Yeah. So you rank your top three school boards, and you also get to put the name of the city you'll be living in within those right. school boards, right. so that they can kind of cause, narrow it down. Yeah. yeah. My school board is the Renfrew County School Board, yep. and it stretches from like Ottawa to Deep River. So right, yeah. realistically, I could have been driving an hour and a half in the morning, but right. they knew I would be living in Armprior, so I got a placement in Armprior, which was nice. That's great. So I don't think I would have enjoyed an hour and a half commute no, in no, the morning. Not, no, not every day. No. Yeah. Another part of the practicum experience is the community learning placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, for those listening, it's essentially another three-week placement outside of the traditional classroom. Um, so I know students in the past, they've done it at uh, museums, correction centers, uh, camps. Have you put any thought into where you're going to do yours this year? Um, I have thought about it. So I was, back when I was still deciding whether I wanted to go to teacher's college or a master's program, some of the master's programs I was looking at were like counseling or speech and language pathology and like therapy. Um, a cool center we have just in Canada, which is like my neighboring sort of mm-hmm. town city is an act like a therapy office for children. So they do speech and language therapy. Awesome. They do physical therapy. They do like cognitive behavioral therapy. Like they 
they do the whole spectrum. So um, that's something I am interested in. We have to make those contacts ourselves, and I haven't reached out quite yet because it's not till March, but um, I want to give them some time to figure out what they're doing. But um, I've had my partner last year did his at an outdoor education center. Nice. Which he really loved because he's um, really into outdoor education. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know some people will do it in like special education programs or like adult learning programs as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Great. Great. No, that's awesome. And um, once again, for those listening, I mean, you might have your mind set on being a classroom teacher and I hope you all reach that goal. Uh, but there are plenty of other opportunities and places in society where you can apply that teaching degree. You know, there's education everywhere. So yeah. it's uh, part of the reason they have this community learning experience um, th- these weeks within the program. So you can get a little more experience outside of the classroom. One more question before we go to some fun rapid fire questions. Uh, you've talked a lot about other students in the program. There's clearly a great dynamic between mm-hmm. everyone. So do you just want to talk a bit about the assignments, kind of like the group work, how you guys um, support each other? Yeah. I think it's a nice way to kind of close this Yeah, uh, section. for sure. So if you're anything like me, group projects in your undergrad maybe weren't your favorite thing, but I found that they're a lot different now that you're in teacher's college because mm-hmm. everyone has a bit of academic experience under their belt. And it's like almost a professional collaboration when you're doing projects. Everyone's bringing, especially once we got back from practicum, everyone mm. was like, oh, my associate teacher did this, or I tried this with my students. It did not go well. <laughs> and like that sort of camaraderie of like everyone is in the same boat, like struggling through practicum, mm-hmm. maybe at times and bringing some ideas to the table. So group projects, um, are like really fun when you get mm-hmm. to teacher's college. I did have some like independent yeah. assignments as well, but again, like the teachers are so just nice and they're like past elementary and high school teachers too. So mm-hmm. they sort of have a different perspective than maybe like a stuffy academic professor or something, you <laughs> right? know? No, absolutely. So, um, yeah, even the individual like projects and assignments were yeah. like, definitely geared towards like furthering and it was there was never a point where I was like why am I doing this right it It all makes sense it all made sense and it was yeah right and you find you're applying those once you're in the placement to the practicum I am especially um we do a lot of like practice lesson plans before we go and then when you're on practicum you have to lesson plan every day with Mm -hmm. your associate teacher and they sort of like sign off and a lot of people find it tedious and it (laughs) is because like realistically once you become a teacher you're not going to be lesson planning every minute of your day but I think it's a really good like base to start off with like you have to to start start somewhere and it's I'd rather be over prepared and I think that's something I know all the teachers are so impressed when I pull out my (laughs) practicum binder with like lesson plans and they're like wow, like you do a lot of work in Nipissing. I'm like, yeah, we do. Yeah, and, and your role only grows in the pl- placements too, right? This coming year, you're expected to teach more of yes. the um, lessons. Yeah. yeah. So this past year, we start off with just like one or two lessons a day for a couple weeks. Right. Okay. And then by the end of the eight weeks, so in March, you're teaching 50% of the day. Nice. Next year when I start, I think we start at 50% of the day. Mm-hmm. And move up to 75 and then we move up to teaching full-time for the last couple weeks of our placement so that'll be really interesting to see exciting nerve-wracking yeah Yeah. but no that'll be great um awesome so I think we'll slide into some rapid fire questions now yeah um my first one just because we're on the topic of placements do you have any fun stories from placement yet maybe a particular interaction you have with a student maybe something um something memorable Hmm. a fun lesson plan made the class laugh (laughs) 
embarrassed yourself accidentally? Oh, lots of those. <laughs> uh, especially with uh, f- like being in French. and Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because my last year of my undergrad was online. So I feel like I hadn't really spoken French in person in right, like right. a year, over a year. So, yeah, lots of moments where I was like. I don't remember this, but we're just going to fake our way through and hope, hope <laughs> the 12-year-olds like don't, yeah. don't pick up on that. But I have a newfound discovery that I dislike birds. And this okay. actually came from practicum yeah. um, because my associate teacher, lovely woman, really liked to get the kids outside like at least once a day. And we, my school was very lucky. We backed onto this big grove. Oh, nice. And yeah. so we would go outside dead of winter in February with bird seed. <laughs> And feed the birds oh. and like chat while we were going. It was like a really cool thing because we just got them talking in French yeah. conversationally. Right. And right. we would feed the birds and they're always like, Mademoiselle Dawson, do you want like some seed? I'm like, absolutely no. not. No. I'm going to be over here. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you have a favorite spot on campus? I think I have two. So, definitely the library, specifically mm-hmm. the couches on the first floor in front of the big picture windows because I love studying there but also I'll just bring a good book and like chill on the couches that's like my Mm -hmm. happy place um and then the trails back behind campus as well oh my gosh I love those I spend a lot of time there haven't seen a bear yet so that's good that's (laughs) the same with me I mean I don't want to alarm anyone it is northern Ontario so there might be the odd bear sighting you do get a campus-wide warning if there is one but in my whole time being a student here I've been in North Bay now since 2011 and I haven't seen one yet. So, and even the moose. I've driven from, I'm originally from Barrie, from Barrie to North Bay a million times now. Didn't pass a moose. My I parents, know. they dropped me off in residence my first year and passed a moose on the drive home. They've really? done the drive two or three <laughs> times and they've seen it. But anyway, um, do you have a favorite spot in North Bay? Uh, maybe a favorite local restaurant, shop? Um, can be anywhere. Um, I definitely spend too much of my money at Twigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's our local cafe for everyone. Think yeah. of Central Perk and Friends, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm always there, whether it's like a coffee, a scone, or those cheesecakes they make, yeah, like oh. new every day. Oh, all the different flavors. Um, yeah. And then definitely the waterfront as well. I yeah, love absolutely going down to the waterfront. We just had a fireworks show uh, this yep. past weekend. Yep. And I was down there for that. I'm down there reading my book, taking a walk. Like the beach is really nice too in the summer. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. How about, um, you know, when you're not doing a work or you're taking a break from studying and lesson planning, um, maybe it's the beach, maybe it's hiking in the trails, but mm-hmm. what do you do to, uh, you know, take your mind off that, relax? Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely gotten back into reading again now mm-hmm. that uh, like my undergrad was very reading heavy, lots of right. articles and stuff. But the last thing you want to do is read in your spare yeah, time, right? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yep. So I'm been reading a lot of fiction. Um, I like to bake as well, which oh, is another great, yeah. plus of having a full oh, size kitchen in residence because I can bake whenever I want. I don't need to. Future worry about... students will love that too. I'm yep. sure bringing yep. baked goods to the class, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, that's that's that. Great. Um, do you have a favorite part of being a Laker in general? I think I've mentioned this a couple times, but I think just the the smallness of the campus, like the mm-hmm. feels very close knit. Like I I'm walking everywhere on campus, I'm bound to see at least two or three people I know. Mm-hmm. Like if I go into the cafeteria, there's always someone to sit with. Like I think I think that's my favorite part. Everyone genuinely enjoys being a Laker and is like kind to each other around campus. So I just like seeing that. That's great. That's great. Do you have a um, favorite fictional teacher? 
or maybe an educator from a movie, book, TV show uh, that's inspired you? Um, I don't know if I've taken so much inspiration, but definitely Miss Frizzle from the Magic School <laughs> nice. Bus. Yes. I can't, you know, pull off the lessons that she does. No, of course not. But, no. <laughs> I, you know, there's some, like, basic stuff I can take from her, like differentiating for her different students, yes. like field trips, always a plus for students. So now you've yeah. said it a few times. I, I'd love to just go back to this because my one of my roommates, he, he teaches now. He's been teaching a few years and he says this over and over that like the biggest misconception is you're just making a lesson plan for every student, like for, for every student to understand. But he says the main thing is really adapting it for each student. Yeah. I guess you've said that like four or five times now. So yeah, maybe just, yeah, if you could just you know, elaborate more on how important it is to really yeah. find the niche for each student. Yeah. There, you know, that'll definitely get hammered into you a lot right in your first year. Differentiation is all you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically it can be as simple as just changing. If you're teaching a math lesson, for example, yeah. And you know, one of the kids in your class really has a passion for like race cars or something. Changing your addition like questions to be like, oh, two race cars plus two race cars is four race cars. Like that's very simplistic, but just getting them engaged in the material by Mm -hmm. knowing they're an interest of theirs. Or I know like obviously my AT would take our class outside and some students, the second they stepped out of the classroom could focus so much better. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, yeah, differentiating your, your instructions so that you can reach as many students as possible. And like, you're not going to reach every student every single time, but trying your best to like know, get to know your students so that you can like teach them. Great. And that uh, that would have been a great answer for this last question, but also a good segue. <laughs> Do you have one piece of advice you'd like to give a future student uh, to be successful at Nipissing once they're in the B.Ed. program? Yeah, so definitely make connections with not only your like professors and faculty, but your peers, mm. because like we have a pretty big teaching program. You're bound to end up in a school or in a board with right. one of your peers from yep. here. Like you might not even have come across them here and then you both find out you were at Nipissing and you have <laughs> that like immediate connection. Um, but it's good. Alumni too, right? Even, yeah. even a teacher who, mm-hmm. yeah, who formerly did the program. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to have someone to like be able to bounce ideas off of or reach out to if you get thrown into a new course you've never taught before, but you know someone else that you went to school with back in the day has taught it so like maintaining those connections with your peers and with like faculty and stuff definitely great thank you so much for that and thank you for all of your other answers thanks for joining us today emily um i wish you the best of luck in your second year i hope your placements go well thank you yeah and uh yeah good luck in the program and thank you again for doing this thanks for having me thank you again to our guest emily dawson for joining us to talk about the Bachelor of Education program. If you would like more information about Nipissing's post-degree programs, please email us anytime at nuinfo at nipissingu.ca or sign up for our mailing list on our website, nipissingu.ca slash future students. Special thanks to Kayla Newton, Associate Registrar of Recruitment at Nipissing University for making this podcast possible and our producer, Chris Pikarski, who makes the audio magic happen. Intro and outro music for the podcast is courtesy of Club Silencio. You can find their latest work on Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, or wherever you stream your music. I'm Kyle Anderson. Until next time, thank you for listening to A Brand New Start.